Welcome to Pleasant Grove Church, where Reverend Dr. Classy M. Preston is the pastor. A place where the Word of God impacts and transforms your life. Let's listen to a power-packed message already in progress. for our drum. Alex, you are great. You're awesome. We thank God for Eddie Kendricks. The temptation. That's right. Amen. We thank God for Brother Rod. You're back. Hello. We thank God for Disciple Derek. Come on now. Give God some praise. I was checking my watch. It's only 1028. I know you want to be out by 11, and my sermon's only 15 minutes, so I'm making a request. I need some more music, because I had a rough week. What about you? Okay, man, I don't know who's singing or who's doing what, but somebody is. I don't know if it's Eddie Kendrick. I don't know if it's Kemp Harris. I don't know if it's Randall. I don't know what the Spirit's going to say, but I do know that we need another song so that Bacon can get up and shout, and Ophelia can dance. We need to get ourselves together. Come on, men, you got a song. Come on, Brother Derek. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, give God some praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Anybody need Jesus this week? Did he show up? Did he show out? Hallelujah. Did he deliver you? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We love you, Lord. Was the best thing I ever 
in his arms I feel protected in his arms never disconnected in his arms I feel protected there is no place I'd rather rather be Come on, sing it with me, man. Falling in love. Falling in love with Jesus. Falling in love with Jesus. Falling in love with Jesus. Was the best. God, thank you for the gift of Jesus Christ. Thank you for our salvation. Thank you for making a way for us to return unto you, O oh God. And now we offer this message to you. We offer worship. We ask, O oh God, that you will cleanse our hearts and minds, that you will bless us with your divine presence. And above all, dear God, I pray that you will bind the enemy and anything that will come against our worship experience in the name of Jesus. Because your word said that no weapon formed against us will prosper. So we thank you, God, for the promises of your word. We thank you for this moment. Thank you for this day. We thank you for the privilege of being together as disciples of Jesus Christ. And the church said, Amen. Amen. Every year when it's...
time for us to celebrate the life of Martin Luther King, I find myself sad and glad. Sad that he's gone the way he left, but so glad that God delivered me. Most of you know that I grew up in Alabama. Grew up during a very heated racial time when people of color were treated like nothing. An era when not having food and clothing or being even treated like a human being. And it makes me sad. But Eddie Kendrick's what makes me glad is that God delivered me from the hands of racism to a wonderful life. And I praise God for blessing me with life. Some of us just live and breathe, but others have lives. And you see, if Jesus is missing, you will never have the secret ingredient. A few years ago, a woman sent me a text message, and she said, I was a pimp for Jesus. One of the greatest compliments I ever received. She said, I was pimping the word. And I said, I think that's great. All the pimps I know are successful. So if I'm going to pimp for Jesus, I think that, don't you think that's a good thing? Be called a pimp for Jesus? What names have you been called? Of all the names, she said, I was a pimping preacher for Jesus, Deacon Ophelia. And it gave me the courage to just keep on preaching like a pimp. That was a movie, you know, that you see the movie, It's Hard Out Here for a Pimp. You know you saw it. You just don't want me to know you saw it. Yeah. It's hard out here for a pimp. It's hard out here for a pastor. It's hard out here for a preacher, for people who won't say amen. People don't want to praise the Lord, don't want to study, don't want to come to Well, You know what I'm saying? It's hard out here for a pimp. Every excuse in the world. People can go everywhere they want to go except the church. You think they're sick, but they're out of town on vacation. Can't get the ushers to show up. The musician. You know what I'm saying? It's hard out here for a pimp. But if you're pimping in the name of Jesus, Bruce, you got help at all times. If you're pimping for Jesus, you got the right one, baby. Who said that? Ray Charles? Uh-huh, you probably don't know that I know Ray Charles says that. God is an awesome God. Our text today is from Matthew chapter 25. And Jesus is speaking uh, to the disciples before his departure. But before we get into Matthew 25, I want to read Matthew 24, beginning with verse 36, where Jesus was telling the disciples what they needed to be prepared for. But concerning that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son, but the Father only. Some people lie on CNN and on other television that they know when the Lord is coming. They do not know. Jesus said, no one knows. Not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son, but the Father only. For as were the days of Noah, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. 
But as in those days before the flood, they were eating, hey, they were drinking, they were marrying, they were giving in marriage until the day when Noah entered the ark. Know anybody drinking? Know anybody eating? <laughs> know anybody partying and, el and eliminating Jesus from their lives? And they were unaware until the flood came and swept them all away. So will be the coming of the Son of Man. Then two men will be in the field. One will be taken up and one will be left. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken and one left. Therefore, stay awake, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. And then Jesus goes on to say, but know this, that if the master of the house had known in what part of the night that the thief was going to show up, hallelujah, Jesus, if the master had known. Things would have been different. And so here today I tell you that if the master had known things would have worked out differently, we need to stop living as if we're going to live forever. And we must live in a state of readiness because the Lord could come at any time. And what I'm saying to you is that Jesus, reminding you what Jesus said in Matthew 25, 13, therefore, keep watch. Because you do not know the day or the hour. I have my bags packed, and I have my bag at my front door. If any time the Lord shows I'm ready, although I don't need a suitcase, I don't need any clothing for glory, I don't need to pack any medication, I don't need to pack my calendar or computer, thank God. I don't need to take all of my emails, thank God. I just go and be in the presence of the Lord. To be honest with you, I can't wait because it's going to be a glorious time. Are you ready? You can't answer for me, but are you ready? Have you forgiven the people who have sinned against you? Have you forgiven the people who have lied on you? Have you forgiven the people who have betrayed you? Have you forgiven family members who won't do the right thing? Have you paid your outstanding debts? Have you confessed that you are a sinner? We keep offering the invitation, but people don't understand you don't have forever. And that's one of the things I find is that the world has seduced us into believing that we have time on our side. And Jesus is saying, you don't know the time nor the hour that the Son of God is going to show up. The title of my sermon, hmm? Are You Wise? Are foolish. What does foolish mean? Void of understanding, a sound judgment, weak in interest, void of judgment and common sense. You ever met anybody that don't have common sense? I know you can't call their name out, but just pray for them right now in the name common sense. Why would you charge something you can't pay for? Why would you go shopping if you have no money? Why would you buy a car that you can't put gas in? Why would you buy clothes that you can't afford? Why would you buy a house and move in a neighborhood and you know you cannot have the maintenance done? We Sound judgment we need. And then the wise means that your thoughts and actions and learning to align those with the heart of Jesus. 
being spiritually wise is being caught up in the things of God. It is wise acting with or expressing experience, knowledge, or good judgment. A wise person makes good decisions and generally able to offer sound advice. Some of us listen to fools instead of the wise. We need to be careful about who we ask for advice because everybody is not wise. Some people are foolish. And we need to grow up. The parable of the ten virgins teaches us about how to prepare wisely to meet the Lord at his second coming. And Jesus sets this up, Brother Solomon, in the context of a wedding. And what Jesus is doing here, he's saying that you must be ready because the bridegroom is coming. In the parable, only those with all in their lamps were able to enter the house of the bridegroom. And so what happened is that there were ten virgins, there were five wise, and there were five foolish. And the five decided to go get their oil and have their lamps trimmed and burning. And then there were five camp who were foolish and said, we'll just get it done at another time. But sometimes you don't have the blessing of another time. And the parable Jesus is teaching is that we have to live in a state of readiness because none of us know the hour that the Lord is going to come. The Lord commanded the children of Israel to use pure oil according to the guide of the scriptures. And we go back and we look at Jewish weddings. They're not like our weddings. There were three components to the wedding. And there was a whole process for a year before the father would give his daughter to the man as a bride. We have overnight weddings over here. We get married in a day, you know, married in a few minutes. But that's not what happens in biblical times. How many of you have been a part of a wedding? How many of you know that most bridegrooms don't show up on time? Somebody's going to be late, right? You ever had a wedding rehearsal on Friday night? You're going, well, where are they? Or you ever had a bridesmaid who gets her dress fitted in April and by August for the wedding, she's gained five pounds and the dress doesn't work and then you're trying to figure out what to do? Weddings are stressful. They're stressful because we're trying to orchestrate perfection with wise and foolish virgins. Jesus said we must all prepare to meet the bridegroom. And we must have our own Holy Ghost oil. What Jesus was saying, Reverend Marlon, is that the Holy Spirit is the oil in the lamp. And all of us have lamps, but most of us don't have the oil. And if your oil is not burning, you are going nowhere. What you're saying, preacher, I'm saying that the Holy Spirit has to reside in you. The Holy Spirit has to lead and guide you. And as believers, we must cultivate a relationship with the Holy Spirit that God has given us as a gift. Let the church say amen. And so what I'm saying and what Jesus is saying here, if there is no spirit, there is no life. If there is no spirit, there is no joy. If there is no spirit, there is no salvation. If there is no spirit, there is no deliverance. It's in the oil. Is your oil in your lamp, Malik? Is your lamp trimmed and burning? 
And the word says that the bridegroom came, and five of them, the wise, were ready to enter the wedding. And there were five who were not. I was going to have five wise bridesmaids, and I was going to have five foolish. But then I decided not to do that because you think I'd be picking on people. And I'm not picking on anybody. I want you to pick on yourself. If you're wise, you love the Lord with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. If you're wise, you study God's word. If you're wise, you yield everything you have to Jesus. If you're wise, you check your lamp to make sure there's some oil in it. You ever run out of gas? I don't run out of gas. Mm -mm. No, 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 no. I learned early. At a certain point, you need to fill your tank again. Now, I'm not going to say anything about my husband and his tank, and he's not here right now, but all I'm going to say is that I'll take my car instead of his. We have to be careful how we live and in our state of readiness, and we need to stop saying, in Alabama, we used to say, I'm fixing to go. You ever heard that before? I'm fixing to go. What, you, what does that mean? Are you going or are you not going? Well, I'm fixing to go. No, you're not. You're still here in the kitchen. Are you fixing to go? Jesus said, get yourself ready. Love the people who don't love you. Forgive the people who have stepped all over you. And you need to pray for the people who need deliverance. And you need to know that God could come at any time. Stop saying, I'm going to do it tomorrow. There might not be a tomorrow. There might not be a tonight. There might not be a this afternoon. Are you ready to be in the presence of Almighty God? And Jesus said, at that time, the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. And what Jesus is saying, that all of the women expected to escort the groom and participate in the wedding feast, but some of the wedding parties show wisdom by being prepared for the unknown time of the bridegroom's arrival, and some were foolishly unprepared. They were still cleaning the chitlins when Jesus showed up. At midnight, I like midnight. It was midnight when Paul and Silas, you remember that text? Paul and Silas was, were in jail. You remember that, Bruce? It was at midnight, and they started singing hymns and praises unto God. Have you ever had a midnight when you just find yourself praising God, and all of a sudden the blues goes away because the power of God fills your soul? You ever had a midnight when it seems that life has fallen apart? You ever had a midnight when you think nobody cares about you? You ever had a midnight when it seems like you're down to your last dime? You ever had a midnight when you're asking, Lord, where are you? I'm in trouble, Lord. I need some help, Lord. There's some people in here right now. It's midnight. I don't know about you, but I have a midnight every day as a pastor. Midnight. Not necessarily for myself, but we live in a world of destruction and evil. And we need to understand that the battle is on. It's time for us to speak up for Jesus. It's time for us to witness for Jesus. It's time for us to reframe our priorities. It's time for us to tell the good news of the gospel. And Jesus emphasized 
to the virgins that you must live in a state of readiness. It's not good enough just to worship God. But while you wait and watch, you need to be ready. And what Jesus is saying here is that if you never give yourself another gift, give yourself the gift of readiness. When I was in Alabama, my sister gave me a new flashlight. I learned the value of flashlight when I worked for Duke Energy. Because when a storm comes and the light go out, you need a flashlight. But if the flashlight didn't have any batteries ran off, you don't have anything. You know what I'm saying? So one of the things they taught us is that, that you have to have a survival kit. What's in your survival kit? And many of us haven't checked out flashlights in 10 years. We don't know if they have batteries or not. So I'm reminding you today that being ready means ready. Meaning that when the jet comes, and when the Lord comes in all of his glory, the heavens are going to open up. And we're going to see him for ourselves. And he's going to come down and he's going to sweep up those who belong to him. He's going to pick up Pleasant Grove Church, pick up the deacons, going to pick up the trustees and pick up the preachers and pick up the pastor. going to call your name. You have been faithful over a few things. Come on up higher. And so what Jesus is saying, that once the heavens open up, it's too late to get ready. Because the Lord, Diane, will only be coming for those who are already ready. Are you ready? And John says in the book of Revelation, in the 19th chapter, let us rejoice, repeat after me. Let us rejoice and be glad and give the glory to him. For the marriage of the Lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready. Hallelujah. Look at your bride and say, are you ready? Hallelujah. And it was given to her, come on, and it was given to her to clothe herself in what fine linen, bright and clean. And he said to me, right blessed are those who are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, these are the true words of God. I don't know about you, but I got my invitation. Did you? I got my invitation. It didn't come through the United Postal Service. I got my invitation. It didn't come in the mailbox. I got my invitation. It didn't come through my neighbor. It didn't come through my friend. It didn't come through my mama. It didn't come through my sister. It came from Almighty God. And I'm going to RSVP. I already have for myself. And what I'm saying to you today is not enough to read the mail. You got to take some action. This invitation does not last forever. And I fell at his feet to worship him. And he said to me, do not do that. I am a fellow servant of yours and your brethren who hold the testimony of Jesus who worship God. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. It's time to RSVP. It's time to accept the invitation. It's time 
to get ready. It's time to clean up your stuff. It's time to pack your bags. It's time to do what's right in the name of Jesus. It's time to be a walking testimony of the fabulous God we serve. It's time to have your slate clean. It's time when you say thank you for those who have opposed you. It's time when you forgive those who have sinned against you. It's time that we affirm and stand up and say, yes, when he comes, I'm going with Jesus. Because yes, the thought of being in his world makes my heart go, are you ready? You won't have time to shave. You won't have time to bathe. You don't have time to go to Harris Teeter. You don't have time to go to the post office. You don't have time to go to UPS. You don't have time to go to Amazon to get a great outfit. You will not have time. And Jesus is saying, it's time for the church of Jesus Christ to be ready at all times. Can I get a witness? Can I get a witness? Can I get a witness? It's time. Get ready. It's time. It's time. If you're wise, say hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you're wise, say hallelujah. hallelujah. If you're foolish, be quiet. Thank you for listening. It is our prayer that this message will enlighten and empower you to do the will of God. If you have a prayer request or prayer report or like additional information on Pleasant Grove Church, other recorded messages, come visit us in person or write to us at Pleasant Grove Church, Post Office Box 3603, Cary, North Carolina, 27519, or call us at 919-363-5198, or visit us on the web at www.pgc-carry.org. Thank you.